Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey, what's happening? Brother, what's up? This is a big party, man. I think anyone who puckers up their lips and presses it against their boss's buttocks and then smooches is an ass kisser. I seem to be inept at everything except my work. I'm good at my work. So I confine myself to that. All I want out of life is a 30 share and a 20 rating. The man's enlarged my mind. Uh, uh, he's a poet warrior in the, in the classic sense. Uh, I'm a little man. I'm a little man. He's he's a great man. Think of it as colors. There's black and there's white. And in between is mostly gray. That's us. Now, gray is a tough color because it's not as simple as black and white. And for the media, certainly not as interesting. But it's who we are. Network. Frustrating. And KFAN.com. Two minutes, 12 seconds past 3 o'clock Central Daylight Time. It is a very steamy Thursday edition of the Bumper to Bumper Show here in the Twin Cities of uh, we like to affectionately refer to as Minneapolis and St. Paul. I know this will shock you, but Garzy's out again. Unbelievable. It's amazing. <laughs> Can't make it up. Now, it was a good two-day run. He claims, uh, and I have no reason to doubt him, that this is, once again, for charitable purposes. So we hope that um, he will resume the show tomorrow. Brett Blakemore is in that chair. My name is Dan Barrero. I host the program, a former Inkstain Wretch newspaper of the Twin Cities. And we thank you for your participation in today's festivities. You can reach us via the Bradshaw and Brian Caffey and text line 646 Eight six six four six eight six. Uh what is our current temperature and dew point or heat index or whatever? What wh- whatever reading could best describe the uncomfortable nature of the weather this afternoon here in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So right now I've got ninety two 
That's the, the old, temp. That's the temp. Hang okay. on, it's thinking about it. I'm guessing dew point is go. about 72. Dew point is 64. Really? Today, yes. Oh, not well. That that's it. Is that considered? I thought maybe that's the beginning of tropical. It's certainly steamier than that to me, but whatever. Um, Feels like 95. That okay. makes you feel any better. All right, so it is uh, It is uncomfortably warm, and we love... Uh, I saw another story. Where was it? I think it was the Wall Street Journal that um, reminded us that in these uh, sorts of sweltering conditions... I, I get, Let me back up. It, it, it lays out in these sweltering conditions, uh, who should go out into it, into the tropical conditions, and who shouldn't, how you determine whether you should, and how you determine how long you should be out there. I, I don't know what we do. I have no idea what we would do without these sorts of tips uh, explaining to us that, indeed, it is hot, and when it's this hot, there is a belief that you need to be smart about uh, what you do and how long you do it, largely also depending on your health, perhaps your age, perhaps your circumstance. Um, and they wonder why we can't do anything in 2023 without being held by the hand. Um, swamp ass is how one person describes it. Broke a major sweat unloading groceries. Seth says, I wish I had JG scheduled. Don't we all? But we got a good show. With or without JG today. I'm very excited about today's broadcast. The uh, Borton Volvo guest lineup is fairly set for now. We have at least two guests uh, established and confirmed. Um, and it's big uh, news on the front end because at 3.30 it's the return for the first time in months of uh, Thursday regular Sean Salisbury, who has committed to another year with us on pro football. And uh, we're very excited about it. Now, technically, we've had some challenges from time to time. Um, that might be exacerbated today by some router issues that we're still working through. But we will do uh, the very best to bring as good a quality as we can uh, via phone or Zoom or whatever process we're using with Sean Salisbury. We'll get caught up with him on what his offseason has been like and uh, maybe his impressions from afar regarding the Minnesota Vikings. I'm, I'm assuming he probably saw the Netflix quarterback series, so we can talk about that as, uh, as well. In addition, Johnny Athletic generally joins us on Monday or Tuesday. It's gotten a little funky the last few weeks for various reasons. Uh, this week, we were at training camp both Monday and Tuesday. He was not going to be there, so... Um, and then yesterday we got pretty full pretty fast. So um, it's going to be Johnny today, scheduled for 4.30 this afternoon. John Krasinski, we call him Johnny Athletic, is scheduled for 4.30 this very afternoon. You'll have the top five at five in between. Um, texter writes, Dan, I'm smoking ganja outside in a public park right now. Are you jealous? No question. I'm sure, I have no doubt that this individual um, is keeping a proper, respectful distance from the kids playing on the monkey bars or on the slide or on the swings. That or he's probably selling the dope to them. That wouldn't shock me either. 
Uh, dew points between 55 to 65 considered sticky. Greater than 65 is considered oppressive. So this is in the sticky range. Didn't you say 64? Yeah. For the dew point? Yep. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, I mentioned off the top of the show, we are indeed your baseball is a funny game leader. We see it reflected day after day, season after season. And to a large extent, it was revealed yet again last night in St. Louis, Missouri, where your Minnesota Twins, um, fresh off a one-game winning streak, were edged by the St. Louis Cardinals 7-3. to Cardinals are another dreadful baseball team. Um, we eked out a victory against them the previous night, but last night could not get it done. Did, I didn't even see what did the Guardians win. I'm assuming the Guardians also lost because almost every time we lose, they've also lost. So um, it's weird how that works. What is our? Where are we in the standings? With do we have so still a you, half game lead or do they pass us? How about a two game lead? So a two game lead? Guard. Yeah. How is that yeah. possible? How has our lead gotten bigger? When we just lost five, we've lost six of our last seven. I can tell you, I, yet, yesterday the Guardians lost to the Asterix, uh, three to two. Wow! So they they must be in a they must be in a in a in a in a tumble worse than ours. Unbelievable, man! So we're still two games up on them. Mm-hmm. You sure? I'm I'm looking right at it. Okay, guess I'm the idiot. Um, they've lost three in a row, by the way. The guards, the Guardians, the Guardians. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. So we got that one the day before that where we gained a game back. Joe Ryan on the mound. And Joe Ryan is, I think, further proof of what we've already known, what ball guys have known for a long time, that baseball is a funny game. There is no real rhythm or certainty to anything one does, especially when it comes to pitching. I think it's more to do with relief pitching, but I think we're learning we're being reminded starting pitching as well. Uh, Ryan gives up not one, not two, not three, but four dongs. He's now given up 17 dongs over his past seven appearances, seven starts. And according to uh, StarTribune.com, that's the most home runs allowed by a Twins pitcher over a seven-start stretch in franchise history. Um, there had been some discussion about the possibility. Well, let, let's back up a little bit. The first month of the season, uh, Joe Ryan looked like he was going to be a Cy Young candidate. He was absurd to very good. And we thought, my God, we might have the deepest pitching rotation that we've seen in a long, long time. I'm going back to the beginning. His first month, in one, two, three, four, five starts, earned runs allowed. One, four, one, three, and one. That included a 6-2 victory over the Yankees. How about June? Runs allowed. Zero, two, zero, two, and one. And you say, now that's through May 24th. The problem is baseball is a funny game. And since then, let's go by the game by game. Earned runs allowed. 
trouble began against your Houston Astros. Actually, Sean Salisbury's Houston Astros. 30th of uh, June. No, 30th of May. Five earned runs allowed in four innings. Moving forward, two, three, six, zero when he shut out the Red Sox. Remember that one? Six, two, five, three, four, four, and then in this most recent start, seven. So there was some discussion about whether he was um, tipping pitches. So uh, I didn't even notice this, but apparently he, he got rid of the long sleeve undershirt he's worn all, all season. And then went with an over-the-head wind-up in the fourth inning. So he's desperate. He's making it up as he goes along, and it ain't going very, very good. And so we are, again, reminded that unless you are a Cy Young candidate and you've been consistently good, and that's why those kinds of pitchers are so rare and so valued, the fact of the matter is you can't count on anything when it comes to pitching. And so a guy who early looked like an emerging star suddenly is a disaster. Pretty much start after start. And given that we haven't yet, I think, solved all of our offensive issues, um, not helpful to our effort to get something going in the so-called second half of the season. Let's get a pause in here. We'll get to some texts. We'll set up. The rest of the show, we've got Ode to a Dead Guy to get to today as well before this thing is done. Good calendar of Calamity Day, and today, as I mentioned via Twitter, there's occasions where the calendar actually makes us smile. It doesn't hurt so bad, and today will be one of the... Night on the fan. Cafe and contest page. Register for your chance to see Stained as they rock the Treasure Island Amphitheater Saturday, September 9th. KFN.com keyword contest. Well, isn't that convenient? Isn't that funny? Just as we were chatting early about baseball being a funny game and the ongoing alarming struggles of the uh, Twins starting pitcher last night, Joe Ryan. We get confirmation that Mr. Ryan will go on the injured list with what is described as a left groin strain. The question, of course, is always, is this a real injury or is this an injury invented to paper over uh, some ineffectiveness? Because sometimes... The injury comes first. Sometimes the ineptitude comes first. And then, can we find an injury? Just get him out of there for a little while. And um, that's the bottom line on him. And the Twins apparently are selecting the contract of my guy, Dallas Keuchel, who um, had remained, he'd been unsigned. He, he basically was, how do you describe him? Dominant. With the uh, St. Paul Saints, 1.13 earned run average over six starts. And um, there was a question of whether he could end up here or end up someplace else. We apparently are selecting the contract of uh, Dallas Keuchel. So the presumption is 
he will get the spot at least in the short run in the uh, in the Twins rotation. So there you have it. Um, doesn't have to be the end of the Joe Ryan story, but um, unsettling, a bit troubling. And like you said, when you start taking shirts off and you're doing different windups, and you that's that's that, that's quite symptomatic of panic. I think it's it's symptomatic of frustration, not exactly knowing what to do, and indeed uh, how to do it as well. So, um, again, I rubber game tonight? Correct. Who we got on the mound tonight? It was Pablo the opener. Uh, right? Sunny, I believe. Oh, that's right. It is yes. Sunny. Who, by the way, still on the club. Past the trade deadline, right? There had been some speculation about the possibility of the Twins moving on with him because he's a free agent after this year. Uh, rightly, the Twins didn't move him. And as we talked about with Lavelle, when you're a rental and you're Sonny Gray, what are you really going to get? What's an, another team? You know, he's, he's, he's a serviceable starter for sure. I would absolutely consider bringing him back next year. The word on the street is that might cost $20 million a year. That doesn't frighten me, depending on what else you have in the hopper. But um, in any case, I... Uh, and Buxton was out yesterday, right? He had another... Uh, it's, 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 it's a, I hate to say it, man, but it's a hard team to like. It, it really is. It's a hard team to get inspired by for... All the obvious uh, reasons. I think, look, I was in the group that absolutely endorsed the rules changes to the game before this season, starting with the pitch clock. Um, pitch clock helps move the game. That's been proven. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have greater action on the base pass, which is the other thing baseball needs. It can mean that, depending on what kind of team you have and what you do with the you know the new rules about how many times you can throw to first, etc. But in the case of the Twins, the problem is it hasn't changed one thing. There are days where the baseball is, once again, largely unwatchable because of the high number of strikeouts. Nobody strikes out as often as we do. I don't even think anybody's close. And even if a game goes, I don't know, 238 rather than 320, if you're seeing your team strike out 14, 15, 16, well, certainly double digit, 10 to 16 times a game, I'm not sure you're necessarily really excited about staying with it either. Now, if it's a well-pitched game, I guess that's what you got on the other end is you're getting a good start. But um, it's a hard watch. And then you, know, you have the added deal of where Buxton is and what he's going to be and what you can count on and um, what he's even capable of being at this point in his career because center field has I, – I, people mock me for it, but it was clear when, when the manager made his comments, what, a good month ago. Uh, that it, it he's not going to play center field again this season. It's just not. I, I wonder if it'll ever happen, but it ain't going to happen the rest of the season. And before, I think you could at least 
lie to yourself a little bit and say, okay, I get why they're they're being cautious, but maybe there's going to come a stretch in July or in August where you'll feel healthy enough, and because we've done it the other way with DHing him most of the first half of the season, that you'll be able to mix him in every, maybe two or three days a week in, in, in center field. You could at least you could project that way. Um, and and even if it was a lie, kind of cling to that possibility, okay? It, it was somewhere in the future that was going to happen. And then Rocco made the comments he did, and to me it became fairly clear that, in their opinion, I'm assuming consulting with doctors, trainers, and Buck, they said, in effect, he can't do it. We, 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 he, he cannot be out there. And he hasn't been out there. And then yesterday, is he back in the lineup tonight? Do we have lineups? Uh, I don't yet? think we Probably do yet. Soon. I can double check. But even if he is, I mean, he's still batting what around the two hundred mark. It's not like he's no. You know, we're a hundred nine games into the season, and he still hasn't really been. By the way, uh, you said you, we think we lead the majors in strikeouts. Well, that was sarcastic. Oh, I know we do, but by, by a bunch, do. right? Uh, How far ahead are we? Uh, you're fifty six strikeouts ahead of the next team, <laughs> which okay. would be the Mariners. One thousand one hundred and twenty four strikeouts. In 109 games. My goodness. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just not professional, is it? I mean, come on. And yet, we're in first place. <laughs> By two games, you tell me. Yeah. Oh, man. It's sad because you want to, I think if you're a fan, you see the standings, they're not upside down. They're, they're in first place and you want to, the old cliche about you never apologize for being in first. It's not your fault that the rest of the division is, is, is dreadful. But I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just hard to get any equity going or any feel. Of, I want to—I want to invest in this thing the way they are going about their business. I mean, what they deserve is to have another team, you know, win like twelve in a row. I mean, they—they they, really—they don't deserve to be on top. Um, bad breaking news regarding Sean Salisbury. Doesn't look like we're going to have him on today. Here's the complication. We're trying to use a system that allowed us to get better reception with him. But my sources say on our side, that does not exist. And 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 I I pressed Sean to say, hey, let's just try it the old-fashioned way. If it's awful, then we'll bail quickly. But apparently he uh, had problems just using his phone earlier today. So he's suggesting... If we can use the the link approach, we can do that maybe tomorrow. Try to squeeze him in, but um, he does not want to start this way. I have breaking to the breaking news. Oh, good. Um, we may or may not have reset the oh. uh, the thing here. So, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll use this opportunity to pro to break, and then you guys can do your negotiating in there, and maybe we can put this thing back together. It'd be wonderful if we could, because I'd love to get started with Sean Salisbury without any further ado. So it's still a possibility. Let's not rule it out. Let's do something that we do on this show a lot. Let's hope for the best. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. 
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Also knowing that uh, Johnny Athletic is confirmed. KFAN, the fan. Experience college football at U.S. Bank Stadium this fall. See North Dakota State take on Eastern Washington Saturday, September 2nd. Head over to the KFAN contest page for your chance to win a pair of Delta Club tickets. KFAN.com, keyword contest. Well, negotiations, I think, are uh, much more complicated than I ever hoped that they would be. We... Um, are now trying to reach Sean Salisbury back because apparently we think we've uh, properly rebooted the system here, but we can't get contact with him. So I don't know if he left because he thought the deal was off for this week or for today. Um, just interrupt me if he, because I just texted him, and if he uh, gives it a shot and you can hear him at some point, just indeed uh, let me know. Meantime, Bradshaw Brian Bryant, text line is 64686. And if we don't get him, because football is obviously going to be a major part of the discussion with him, um, l- l- let's stick with football. And let's stick with the Vikings. We have already been at training camp a couple of times. We'll be back out there again on Monday. And we are, of course, very early in the process. The first preseason game for the Vikings is a week from today. First preseason game period is tonight, the Hall of Fame game. Um, and there, there seem to be some people shocked that Aaron Rodgers is not going to play tonight, which I, I don't quite understand why you'd be surprised, but that's okay. Uh, we're in Seattle a week from tonight is when it starts for us, and preseason more than ever has become important only to the extent that it gets us closer to the other side, right? I mean, that's basically, uh, when I say other side, I mean to the games that matter, to the, to the regular season. When it really begins, where we can really start paying attention and and evaluating properly, I think the you know the 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 team scrimmaging that we're doing with a couple of different teams before preseason games, I honestly think we reached a point where coaches value those practices more than they do any of the games because most teams don't play their starters much, if at all. What I don't have a good handle on, I mean, we kind of all know what the deal is: a retooled defense. Now with Daniil, an offense that has subtracted Dalvin Cook, but still has a number of its main weapons, an offense that still might be looking for a little bit of help at offensive guard. So what does the average Rube think of this team going into this season based on what we know right now? I'm not asking you to go game by game, but I am curious. I know 
the way it works here is there's always optimism early. There's always curiosity. There's intrigue. As I, as I talked uh, to the head coach a couple days ago at camp, there is no other team that's on the, the, the pedestal in this town that the Vikings are. And you could say that's true of a lot of uh, towns where the pro football team is number one. But it is most assuredly true here. So where are you guys on this club? Cautiously optimistic, worried, intrigued, bored, sort of waiting for the next shoe to drop. Text me, Bradshaw and Brian KFAN text line, which is 64686. And you know what we might do? Maybe we even mix in some phone calls. If you get too distracted, if, if Sean reaches out to you, just let me know. But let's 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 do that. We don't take a lot of calls during the week. But maybe we do that today because uh, it, it, it doesn't look like uh, there's a good chance we're going to get Sean Salisbury today as hoped and planned. 800-320-5326. That is the toll-free number. Or is it, if it's easier to text, fine. If it's easier to hit the talkback line, do that. Uh, just link uh, with the uh, click on the um, microphone icon at the iHeartRadio app, and it'll give you, I think, up to 30 seconds to make whatever point that you want to make and we can have Brett Blakemore pay attention to that as well. I don't have a good feel for what the average group thinks about this football team this year. I, I really don't. I, I don't know that I have any feel right now. 800-320-5326. Do we know what, what is the Vegas over-under on number of victories for the Vikings? Do we know? Question. Has that been established? It probably has been. Well, you're looking Off the top up. of my head, I would say nine. I think it's nine. But, uh, but I'll look it up here. While you're doing that... Uh, Mark Rosen's cat guy writes, <laughs> when will John Athletic be writing an oral history of Sean Salisbury's phone? <laughs> it's a very fair question. I, I Soon, I'm guessing, because it has been quite the, uh, the saga. Although we thought we'd, we'd solved it last year, right? We, we went to this other system where we thought we got much better uh, reception. But um, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Well, today. now you're almost petrified by it because now we, we got to do all the other stuff. So yeah. goes, uh, first result for Vikings uh, win total over under was eight and a half is what I've got. Eight and a half. That's modest. Yeah. That, I think, then would indicate a lack of belief in that 13 and four record a year ago. The assumption that many of those close games we one a year ago, we're not going to win this time around. That fair to say? I think that's that's no different. I think the Wolves over under is forty two victories, so that's not that different. Man, we got a lot of, I guess, modest expectations at least among the odds makers, and maybe realistic expectations. I don't know. Um, Paul had a question for Sean Salisbury. I'll read it anyway because it's a good one, even if we don't. Address He will not be allowed to address, able to address it this week. Seems a lot of people are putting Cousins on a pedestal because the Netflix doc showed he took a lot of hits or spends a lot of time preparing. Don't all NFL quarterbacks take a lot of hits? Don't all NFL quarterbacks spend a lot of time prepping? Has this Netflix series inflated everyone's view of a guy who took over an NFC championship caliber team and has led them to one playoff win in five seasons since? Well, he's kind of preaching to the choir, uh, Paul is. That's been my uh, concern since the series came out, that um, I think most quarterbacks do prepare a lot. Well, maybe with the exception of the guy, of Kyler Murray. 
But in all honesty, um, I think this is a classic case of what Glenn Mason used to refer to as winning the press conference. If a person presents himself as well as number eight does through this doc, it's hard not to like him. It's hard not, it's hard not to root for him, perhaps, a little more. And maybe it even helps you be, to be more invested in him. Not have to apologize for any of that, but it doesn't change the hard facts about what has to happen here, which is they got to win more under him, I think, for once we get into the football season, for people to feel like, Something is changing or there's something big that is about to take place. And until that happens, until you have more than one, and again, we get it. Playoff victories are not just about the quarterback, but that's how we judge pretty much all of them to its, to an extent. And he's got one. Can you blame him for the bad defense last year? No, you can't. Obviously. Um, but... I just don't think, I think there is a, a danger of swooning too much over content that is entertaining in terms of the way it, it changes the way you, have, it shouldn't have anything to do, I don't think, with how you evaluate him as a player. Now, in terms of the hits, maybe it brought home to a greater degree just how often he took punishment. And... Maybe it, it crystallizes what I think we all knew. This is still not a great offensive line uh, uh, in terms of protecting the quarterback, even if it's improved at the tackle positions. But I, I dare say, like I said, you could pick... How many NFL teams are there? 32? Is it, whatever, is the it number, 30? whatever the number uh, is. I'd get confused. Whatever the number is, <laughs> um, I got to believe that you could... In terms of getting hit, having very sore ribs... Your body not feeling whole? Come on, man. I mean, that, that, I think you could do that with pretty much any, any of the QBs. Now, his durability, his availability is undeniable. Is that toughness? Is that luck? Is that a combination of both? I don't know. But I, um, the question that, that Paul was asking of Salisbury is one that I've, I have talked about some that um, I, I think we got to be really careful we don't fall into that trap of evaluating a player differently because he he's winning the press conference in a way that perhaps he hadn't won it as effectively. Um, we talked about it during the season. He he's become less robotic. Um, he has become, dare I say it, he seems more human more accessible, uh, more approachable. Those are all fine things, but they're still not necessarily, I don't think they're necessarily connected with whether he can make the big throw with the game on the line often enough, or, as we've talked about forever, um, make something out of nothing. That's still the greatest quality that any big-time quarterback, I think, essentially has to have. We know about his arm. Right, we, we he and we know about his accuracy. They're both impressive. They have been impressive, but it's the other stuff. And here's the funky thing. I and I hope we get a chance to talk to him from training camp again because we had a good conversation with him a year ago. I, I, I this is not me dicing him up, but 
the prep stuff is good as far as it goes. It's a, it's a, it's a necessity, I think, for greatness. But I don't think it guarantees greatness because it's not just how well prepared you are. It is also what you can do with that preparation. What you, because the assumption is if you're better prepared, maybe you see stuff better, you read stuff better, you can even react to misfortune better. Um, but if those are linked, you still have to be able to make the plays. You still have to be ma- be able to make enough of uh, the plays that will lead the team to to victory. What I think, I, if the over-under is eight and a half, I think it's pretty easy to take the over on that. I, I do. I'm not as high on this club as some people, but then again, I didn't think they had 13 victories in them last year. I think I had them maybe nine and eight. I either said nine and eight or 10 and seven last year. What do the Rubes out there think? 800-320-5326. Love some phone calls. We rarely take them, but here's an opportunity to do it. If you prefer the text line, do that. That is a 64686. And even if there's some talkbacks, we can include those as well. Uh, let's take a call from uh, Rochester, Minnesota, home of uh, the Mayo Clinic Big Knocker. Brennan is checking in from Rochester. Hi, Brennan. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. What's in your mind? Uh, it was a couple questions. First off, uh, I know you just kind of brought it up, but the over-under uh, for the Vikes at eight and a half, uh, I think that seems a little bit low, especially based on the season. I know it's a tougher schedule this year. So I'm just curious, uh, maybe dive a little bit deeper into the over-under. And then a second, as far as hype on Kirk Cousins for the season, Obviously, you know, he's, he's number 42 out of 100 based on the top 100 players in the NFL. Do you think that's overhyped? Do we think that that's based anything on that series that just came out? Uh, All right. Uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening as well. Yeah, I thought the over-under would have been closer to nine or maybe even nine and a half. In, not necessarily because... <sighs> There's reason to be that high again on the Vikings, given the number of close victories, but also more the division being so unsettled, you know, that the Bears are still, I think, maybe this is the, you know, some people want to believe they're going to make a big jump this year. I got to see it to believe it. I think they're doing things the right way, but that's all based on one important assumption that I don't think could be taken for granted that they have the right quarterback. He's got to go make a big, take a big step this year. Maybe he will, because he's an exciting player. But he's got to take a, a big step as a passer this year. Um, so I still look at the Bears as very much early in their retool. Um, the Lions, I think, are good, but can they be good when they have some expectations for the first time? Is is it possible some things are going to go south? The QB. Was that was he doing it with smoke and mirrors last year? Is that real? Because Goff, the second half of the season, was playing as good as anybody at the quarterback position. Is he real? Because if he is, then you're back to why would the Rams even make the move that they did? Although I guess they got him a Super Bowl. Hard to argue with that. Your your Packer club, I don't think you're awful, but if Jordan Love's awful, you got a problem. You got to find out, you know, exactly what he's capable of doing. So Within a division that's that unsettled, without greatness established, I think, anywhere, uh, then I, I would think that the Vikings over-under would have been a little bit a little bit better, a little bit higher than it, than it is. Um, I'm assuming, I'm going to guess then that the Lions must have 
I'm assuming the Lions over under has got to be higher than ours. I bet you we're for, we're they're first, we're second. Your Packers club third, and then the Bears are fourth. Let's see here. So I've got uh, the Lions at an over under of nine and a half is the first. Okay, is the first. So that uh, all right? So they. Result. I bet you that's going to be the highest in the division. Don't you think? Going in. I hope you're using probably, a, a probably. reputable uh, betting well, it's, site. It's a, it's a Fox Sports article, so take okay, it, it with a grain of salt. That's right. Um, let's see here. Um, the Packers, the first response is uh, seven and a half. Okay, yeah. So they're so, behind so yeah, us. You're about right. Yeah. And then the Bears, I'm guessing six and a half. Five and a half yeah, to probably. six and a half, right? Um, Bears also at seven and a half. They are? Mm-hmm. Even with your Packer club, huh? Yeah, I know. They're, we're getting disrespected big time, which... But my work it's here, not, that's it's not fine. again. You have to show it, so yes, I do. don't. I don't entirely blame them, but uh, to be on par with the Bears is a sad state of affairs. I'm sorry. I know they're your club. Uh, do you think Dan the Vikings will look to you, CJ Ham in the run game more uh, with him being uh, re-signed? Well, the, the the run game is, I think, the key change in the run game. We talked about it. Uh, extensively with Peter Bursich from training camp and to some degree with the head coach is the tight end, Oliver. I mean, they're, people are talking about him like he's going to revolutionize the running game because he's such a good pass blocker. He's an enormous man. I think PA had him on the other day, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I look, I said this before, I'll say it again. Anything... As much as of a, a, of a passing team as we've become, as much of a passing league as the NFL has tended to, to become, I think the Vikings, even with the for the passing game, to have the best chance to succeed at key moments in games, is to improve the running game. Doesn't even be have to be about how often you use it, but if you have it, if it's if it's an arrow you can is it arrow in your quiver, or is it quiver in your arrow? Which is it? The arrow in your quiver. In your quiver. Yeah, you keep. The I arrows think it's in helpful. Bursich and I were talking about this, and and he said, "Look at it. Go back to the Eagles game last year. Tough place to play. Difficult environment. Good team. Crowds all over the place. You can't hear a damn thing. The offense can't." Hard to make changes there. What if the Vikings would have had a good to very good running game to sort of stabilize things before that game got out of control? And by, I think, good to very good running game, you're not talking about Dalvin for 40. and that's Because that's fun and that's helpful. But five yards here. Seven yards there, four yards, then maybe a short pass, another first first down. Smaller chunks, but chunks because we had a lot. I think the stat we I think we even talked about the stat at some point that like was it Dalvin or maybe our our entire running game had the most, you know, like plus one zero at plus one and plus two runs in the league. We had a lot of short runs that didn't go anywhere, and. In all honesty, that's sometimes how you get out of a difficult situation on the road. Eventually, the passing game is going to have to make a difference. But it, it, so to that extent, in theory, 
I I don't blame them if they've said, here's a guy who basically essentially gives us another offensive lineman. And we think we can do some things. Maybe we go less as a result, three wide receiver. Part of what Bursich's point is, all of that works in favor of getting more out of Jefferson or any of your other receivers because it does sometimes force the team to move that second safety, bring that second safety down, on down. So all of that, I think, you know, I think that is going to have more to do with whether there's a big change in the uh, in the running game. I don't think it means you have to run a lot. I think they should run a little more. And I still think that would help number eight. I still don't view him as a guy that you just want him. He can throw 50 times, and he can throw for 400 yards. But I still think he has a chance to be more effective if you give him another weapon that he can count on. And I think that weapon has more to do with Dalvin had four or five great long plays that were helpful. You know, game breaker, game breaking plays are important, but I think more than anything else, what would help is just more consistent, a more consistent ground game that also, then you take a little more pressure off your offensive line in terms of pass blocking, especially up the middle as, uh, as well. So I think all those things are, are rather uh, important. Uh, I had a couple more texts I wanted to get to here. Uh, Dan, when is Gerby coming back? Or is he too busy award, uh, producing award-winning plays and going to testicle festivals? Well, um, I'm assuming we think he's back for the uh, prediction segment. Uh, negotiations, I think, are pretty much set. But we'll uh, we'll figure that out as we get closer to the season, which now is right around the corner. Let's try to squeeze in one more call before the top. Dry Heat guy is uh, checking in. Dry Heat, go ahead. All right. Uh, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hello? Hi, Dry Heat guy. Can you hear us? Yes, I was wondering, uh, talking to the big, real big knocker now, since the Netflix thing came out, I want to know how has your life changed? And are you going to get royalties? Unfortunately, I also have a question about Jalen Naylor, too. Is uh, he, will you see any playing time this year? Good He's quite. my boy from Vegas. You're big, that's true. You're a Naylor guy. I remember that. Thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Always good to hear from Dry Heat guy. Uh, I don't have – well, you know what? We'll try to investigate that next week I uh, when we're back out there on Monday. He's in the mix, I think. It's fair to say. Um, my life hasn't changed at all. Um, I mean, I, it, it's nice pub, I guess, but no, there's no royalties. I had to sign a waiver, I guess, allowing, that granted Netflix permission to run the, you know, the, the part of the interview that they did with number eight. But I don't think it opened the door to me um, getting any kind of uh, royalties. The question I have now is, am I like a guild member? I mean, am I? Should, should I be on? Should, should, I, be be, on should I be on strike yeah. right now? I don't know. I have a hunch you have to do more to be a member of the guild. Content creator, maybe. A content creator. I'm yeah. not exactly sure, but no, that was the extent of it. I I got. So you had the scoop for a while then. I, but I didn't have any clue what they were using. Oh, I, okay. I really didn't. I. I just I got the email one day and I mentioned it to Abbott and he says, Oh, it's probably just some stuff from oh. from training camp, but I didn't know what they were gonna use. I didn't know that they were gonna use I think it was in the first seg first uh, part one. It was. Uh that that part that it was gonna be that prominent, I had absolutely no idea. So that part of it was a, a very pleasant uh, surprise. Uh no Sean Salisbury today. Believe it or not, uh technical issues not his fault. Enter into it today. Um we may try to force him tomorrow. If not, we'll try to get him going. 
starting next week as well. So we apologize for the Sean, to the Sean Salisbury fans, and I'm one of them because I can't wait to get him back in the fold this year. Uh, we do have Johnny Athletic confirmed. I think that's okay. I don't think he's coming into studio, but we think we're going to go. He's Captain Reliable. He'll He tends he'll to be. Yeah, yeah, his phone, other than his cheek hitting the <laughs> occasional number, he usually is able to give us a signal that will make it possible to listen to all the wonderful